0: Welcome back to the Root Issues Podcast, where we're gathering around the table to de- br- to bridge the generational gap and discuss the root issues of our culture. As always, I'm Brian Matthew, and with me is Pastor Steve Woodrow, and we actually have a guest speaker with us. Uh, we have Trinity Terry, who preached on Sunday. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, uh, man, uh, we'll cover it just briefly over it, but if you haven't, uh, go back to our, our YouTube channel and listen to it, because it's, it's powerful. Uh, yeah, but... Uh Trini, thank you for for being here. Um you know you kind of spoiler alert talked about brawling a lot during <laughs> your your message. So, you know you guys can't see us when you're listening. I positioned myself on the opposite end of the table because uh if you don't know him, he sounds like a really genuinely nice guy and he is but he looks really intimidating. So I'm sitting across the table. I put Steve Woodrow in between us. Uh, yeah. You know, just in case, and you know, if you get heated and get caught up in the moment, just kidding. Um, but super awesome guy. Do you want to just recap, you know, what you discussed on Sunday, what you, you preached about?
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the title of my message was, was the gift that keeps on giving. And and um, we we're kind of in the middle of a series of, of, of talking about the gift of the gospel, the gift of salvation, and so where I kind of went from that is, is the power of the gospel to transform our life and how important it is that we, that we let the gospel come and transform our life, that we have that, that experience with God where the old is, is gone and, and the, the, we are made new, right? Um, and so I, I talked about that and how to steward that in our life, um, how to steward the gospel. In, in our own hearts first and foremost, but then to share it with others.
0: Um, yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I love, I mean, I don't know if all the listeners, if you haven't listened to it, he started out with like, well, I walked in a little bit late. We had our Christmas program for kids and you know, that whole thing. And so I missed your, your beginning. So I walked in when you're talking about coach Wooden and the, just the preparation for games and starting with putting on your socks and shoes and the the detail that went into that. Um, but like, can you elaborate in case someone didn't listen? Like, what is that? What about that phrase of like, you know, de- attention to detail, even from putting on your socks and shoes? How did that prepare us to to dive into the the gift of salvation?
1: Yeah. Um, so I shared a story of of Coach Wooden, how he um, he he coached all these great basketball teams, like um, that that won. Like ten national championships in a twelve-year period, and
0: um, I'm sorry, have have any of Nebraska's teams done that?
1: <laughs> they were in the national championship game in volleyball last night, which was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they don't, but they did lose. Um, uh. No, but but um, you know, it's it's kind of a, a secular twist to this, but it's all about foundations because he 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 put so much into these new guys, the freshmen, and that's the story that I sh- I, I shared is that he he really drilled down into these freshmen like the basics of, of putting their shoes and socks on and not getting blisters. And, and, and um, I mean, he just he, – he drilled down on these guys who thought that they came there and knew it all um, because they were great players in high school. But but here is this championship coach that, um, you know, he, he he took them back to, to kindergarten. And and I, I, I don't want to um, offend anybody by that, but we all need it. Mm-hmm. It's the foundations of our faith. And sometimes we get, we get caught up in life and we forget. From where we came from and and so it's so important to revisit the foundations of our faith um when god saved us what he did where we came from um so that we can steward that gift and share it with others yeah it's good yeah. That's, that's crazy
0: um yeah and you know for me when after listening to it if, again if you haven't encouraged highly encourage you to do it <clears throat> but sitting there listening to you preach man you you brought a lot of passion and to the point where like chills and tears and like all like all the feels I had while listening to you um question for you like why are you so passionate about sharing the gospel and also like is it possible to to follow Jesus unpassionately is that a word unpassionate (laughs) impassionate Mm. yeah
1: um, I'll answer the second question first. I don't think so. I don't think that you can follow Jesus without being passionate about him. I think there's seasons in our life where we're, we're more on fire and more, you know, that that, that that's that ebb and flow um, of walking with God. But that fire has to be burning inside of us at all times. Um, if we remember, and that goes back to our foundations, is constantly remembering, not living there, not living in our past, but remembering where God brought us from because that fuels that passion, man, you know? And, and, and I, I was, I was passionate today. I'm passionate anytime I, I share about the Lord. Um, and it's funny because I shared some of my testimony and, and I was, I was one of the most unempathetic, unsympathetic people. I was angry and, and full of rage before the Lord delivered me and he rescued me. and, he put in me the gift of mercy. Like that's one of my strongest gifts now is the gift of mercy where well, I will cry at the, at the drop of a hat. It's, it's ridiculous. But, um, that's, that's a testimony of what God really has, has delivered me from and who I was before. I'm not the same. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Trina. There's so many things here um, that were so powerful. I think uh, I'm going to try to limit my things, maybe just to three. But I want to pick up on that in the sense of your testimony of being a brawler, right? A street fighter. Uh, you know that anger inside you. That is such a an issue today with with men, young men, right? Who are angry men of all ages, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and culture is trying to move them to a, a place of, uh, a, a, you know, an unhealthy place of trying to subdue that, right? And uh, so I, I, maybe someone is going to be listening to this, a man, a young man who's wrestling with just doesn't know how to deal with this, like you said, just this anger, and it's coming out in, a very unhealthy ways. If it isn't moved towards the gospel, what would you say to someone that was out there? Maybe they're not a street brawler at that level, but there's just there's a level of anger. A husband who's just angry. A, a young man who's just angry and uh, doesn't know what to do with that anger.
1: Mm. Yeah, that, that's the that's the power of the gospel. I, and I think that that's maybe a little bit um, cliche, but but really, I mean, I, had I not experienced God, had I not been delivered from that anger, like, I would, you know, it would still be dealing with it. Um, so yeah, that's the power of the gospel of yeah. knowing God and walking with him and, and spending time with him, right? Mm-hmm. Like just getting with the Lord and, and, um, it doesn't matter if it's anger or addiction or, um, whatever we might struggle with, impatience, like we, we go on down the list, but yeah. it's just a matter of, being with the lord and and letting him shepherd our souls because we cannot shepherd our own counselors they can help but the, the lord is our shepherd
2: well let me let me drill down i think to to your story maybe to refine my question a little bit you know you shared part of your testimony i think that was was so powerful um, but I'm afraid that many listeners right, have a disconnect so uh, part of your testimony was you were this brawler, you were this you know just everything of the world the anger and and enjoying it right i mean we, we yeah. all of us we could would say that sin a lot of it's very enjoyable right mm-hmm. uh, the temptation and that evening you were with one of your brawler buddies in your basement, you were working out there in the gym just ah, you know going doing that 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 thing and and then God just showed up yeah he just showed up yeah and, and just like and you talked about how the spirit of God just fell on you brought the fear of God upon you and changed your life you met with him there so I, I think my, what would you say the person that was listening this morning is listening to this podcast that that I, I haven't had that firsthand experience mm. how do i I want that I want God to meet me where I'm at I want to experience that feeling that overwhelming power of the Holy Spirit what mm. What would you, how would you guide someone that's struggling? They can't give testimony to an encounter with God. What would you say?
1: Yeah, that, that, that's that's a a question I, I I have gotten you know throughout my life because I have had these amazing experiences with God. So I, I I I'm um I'm sympathetic to people who and actually admire people who walk with God and and maybe haven't had that kind of um, tangible experience because like. So I I, I I feel that and and um, I don't know. There's the, it's oh God because I, I mean I couldn't have worked that up you know like God is he's obviously
2: just, your life was transformed right? <laughs> right like radically you know
1: right. But what um, I'm saying is is um, the um, yeah. I, I, I don't well, know. let me let
2: me step into this. I, I think uh, for me, I think what. A big problem out there is is that we have allowed people to, whatever, come to church or say they're Christian mm. or, or on this journey without... Wrestling with why am I? Why do I not have more zeal or passion? mm -hmm. Secondly, is to go just by basis of your message have allowed people to go in this life and never have a powerful testimony of a firsthand experience with God and to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. And uh, Paul was never okay with that, right? He called people his own thing over and over, Galatians, whatever book you want to say, he brought back to the foundation of what God did to him. Jesus showed up in the life. And so I, I think. Um, you know, in light of what you say, your t- your incredible testimony is. I h- don't. You think that w- w- we just need to encourage each other? What for that firsthand experience? I don't yeah. want to live off your testimony. Yeah, yeah, your testimony builds my faith. <laughs> but I'm like, it should well up in me. God, I want my. I want my. Like doubting Thomas, he wasn't going to live off the other eleven testimony of, mm-hmm. man. We saw. Him, we put our hand on his. See, so we saw him. We saw him. And Tom's like, no, I, I need to see him. I want a firsthand experience with God. Yeah. You know, and and God, what is it? All through the scripture, what does he say? Draw near to me, and God says, I'll draw near. What a promise! Over Old Testament. Seek me, God says, you'll find me. He looks to and fro, right? All of this stuff. So, um, anyway, I don't know if you want to pick up on that at all, but...
1: Yeah, and I think, and I touched on this in the message, is there's a lot of false gospels out there. Yes. There's a lot of people who who think that they've met God or Jesus or their version of Jesus when really, um, maybe they haven't. Um, Mm -hmm. So, the There is, there is that, um, and again, that's why it's so important to, to be in, in the word and in scripture, um, and seeking God and surrounding yourself with other people who are going after it because fire begets fire. And, and, um, you know, if I'm feeling not very passionate about God, A, I can remember what he's done and B, I can get around, um, friends and brothers who are on fire and they're burning and, and. Um,
2: And wouldn't you say, uh, Trinity, that this is probably the primary reason why we struggle so much with evangelism. If I'm insecure about a firsthand experience with God in my own story, Mm -hmm. well... There's not going to be any zeal to, it's not going to flow out, right? Uh, yeah. it, it goes hand in hand. So I, I think we have to walk with each other and encourage each other that if I'm struggling with evangelism, I need to step back. That means I'm struggling with the gospel. I'm struggling with God's testimony in my own life. And yeah. I need to have brothers come around and pray for me that I would have that, 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 you know, and maybe it's, I just need to see in my own story with fresh eyes. Wow, that's yeah. what God did in my life, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't maybe as radical as Trinity's, but... But look what God did. Yeah. He touched me on that night. He touched me through yeah. this experience. you know
0: it's good Well, and I think it, for me, I love the idea of community of brotherhood and because it's it's listening to other people's testimonies and it's not like oh I, I need to have a Trinity moment but it's like, man, God can impact Trinity's life in such a unique way that it, it only fits his life and then I can listen to my brother Lee like man God impacted Lee's life in a way that only Lee would understand. Yeah. And, and like, that's the God that I want to get to know and get to worship. Yeah. Like that for me creates that hunger, that desire that at least, you know, the desire to, to have that experience, even if you haven't yet, it's like, okay, so you start with the hunger. Like, am, am I wanting that? Or do I, am I comfortable in the, the sinful life that I'm living I'm in my, uh, you know, my, in my flesh of pursuing things of, of the world? um, yeah and that's you know for for me as a, a dad of young kids it's like how do we how do you portray that to a kid where like the only things they see and understand are things they can feel and touch and see mm-hmm. um but there's this like I love the childlike wonderment of a kid asking questions and believing anything um and, and I'm like okay I can glean from that as a father like okay they're they're hungry for something they don't know what it is but as a dad I get the opportunity to you know almost like put, like portray that passion to yeah. them and saying oh may, give them a desire to want more of i don't want to like i'm not jesus christ for them but i want them to be hungry because they see the impact that it's made in my life you know?
2: yeah that's good yeah training maybe just is there a what would you say to those that you know encourage those folks out who who think of evangelism as scary? You know what what's the first step? You know what I mean is what do I do if I I just haven't had opportunity or I'm maybe I you know we all fall back well oh, I'm just not evangelist or something mm-hmm. you know because um, we know at least I think we all testify that man our, our the reality of my walk with God comes alive as I'm talking as I as I bring Him into my daily relational experience just like you're saying in serving with the uh, the senior center taking meals as you put yourself out there and god just opens the door right for you to talk so maybe just some encouraging words here at the end you know uh boy how how, what would you say that person right that uh, boy they they feel like evangelism scary and uh, what are first steps
1: um I, i think evangelism is scary to me if you think of evangelism as standing up on a soapbox in the middle of of downtown Aspen. Like, um, that's, that's scary to me, but, but the, the the type of evangelism that, that, um, that I think hits home with most people and is the most effective and and powerful is when we, like I said today, like when we're living our life and and we're doing, um, good works and we're glorifying our father in heaven, people see that Mm -hmm. and they also see a hypocrite. Right, So we don't want to ever put on a show out there. Um, we want to be with God, and we want to do our works, and we want to evangelize from that place of being with God. And when, when we're there, um, when we get his heart, evangelism so easy. It's just seeing people as he sees them um in your workplace and and that's that's one of my favorite places um to be is is the workplace because that's who i spend the most time around with that's where i can be the most effective i feel is um is with my coworkers and those that i interact with on a daily basis Mm -hmm. and they can see the fire they can see the integrity they can see um that maybe i don't gossip like everybody else i don't i don't um you know i don't do these certain things and man and then when a crisis hits, and this happens to me frequently, when crisis hits, even people that are maybe not open to the gospel, right. when crisis hits, right, they'll call me and they'll say, "Pray for me." Um, Beautiful, you know. And, and that that, and like I said, that that well. cracks open that door of evangelism to preach the good news because we don't want to just do good. We want we want to we want to follow that up with the good news. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to be careful. We're not we're not salesmen, and that yeah. that is you know, like I think. A lot of people view evangelism as like yeah. like you got something to sell. No, man. Right. I, I've yeah. been impacted. I've I've met God. I want right. everybody to know. Yeah. Like I want them to, to experience what I've experienced in him. Yeah. And um, when you when you evangelize from that place, yeah. Um again it goes back to the foundation of like everything yeah. flows from there, yeah. from knowing God, from meeting God. And evangelism is easy. It's awesome. It's yeah. yeah. wonderful.
0: Well, oh, and I love, so you, you know, you talked, shared many miraculous stories over your, you know, your preaching on Sunday. Uh, but it, you know, I feel like we miss, at least that for me, the importance of like every person who listened, I'm hoping, got the message. Like the gift of salvation is a complete miracle. The mm. salvation of Christ and that comes from Christ. Yes. Um, so if you're listening and you, and, you know, you're at a place where you're just wanting to hear from God, um, we're always here to to pray for you, to to hear from you. Um, you can reach out to us at rootissues at ccaspen.com. dot com. Um, but man, uh, do you have any closing thoughts for the people who just really just want to eat, are are hungry or want want something, just a little sliver from God? What would you say to those people right now, listening? I don't know. Put you on the spot. Mm. You said you don't like being put on the spot, <laughs> but, um, um. and it's not a word from God, but you know, like. What is like the people who are hungry just for
1: something, for hungry, hungry for something, hungry to to meet God, hungry to. um, Yeah, uh, I mean, I I can tell you what I do and that's that's all I know. And and that is I I get with God. I I carve out time for him um, because he is he's my priority. Being with him um, early, early in the morning or or, or whenever time that that, um, you can carve out to get with him and to meet with him and and to get his heart. Like that's, that's where it's at. That's where that relationship with God. That's good. You know, uh I mean, that's
0: it. Well, Trinity, thank you so much for your time. Steve, thank you for your time. Amazing amazing message. All listeners, we'll be back here again on Wednesday for another episode of Root Issues. Until then, we'll see you next time.